Can we use ChatGPT to create this entire podcast for us? I think ChatGPT will one day help me be on time. Uh, uh, wow, that is a that's a practical that's a bold use case statement, right? that I can get behind. Uh, I'd like to invest. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Tech by Design, where the Richmond Technology Council takes you to the edge for trending tech and innovation here in Richmond, Virginia. I'm Nick Surface, CEO of RVA Tech along with Alex Satanias, CEO of Shaco. Come join us. Been talking a lot about ChatGPT this week at South By, coming to you straight from Austin. Yeah. Have you seen any experience buses? Uh, I have not seen any (laughs) experience buses. Uh, I think I have been in every experience house that you can imagine. So, uh, started off strong early on with the Tulsa house, which ended up just being kind of more of a club experience and and not a lot about Tulsa, which is kind of interesting. But uh, yesterday hit the Australia house, which was really interesting. They are trying to create a, a tech ecosystem there and drive economic development through tech. But interesting, a lot, a lot of the um, a lot of the tech economic development aspects have been around startups and not necessarily per se creating a, a bigger enterprise community. So, you know, it's a little bit different than what we have in Richmond where we have kind of both and we're, we're knocking on both doors. Yeah, it's, it's real. I mean, that's um, coming back to, um, not coming back, but touching on the, the, the Silicon Valley bank. Yeah. So with the collapse of Silicon Valley, like I, I was really, really stressed out over the weekend because of the implication to startups and the startup community. Um, if, if, if the government didn't step in, I mean, the implication was just insane for startups, right? Like 50% of startups, I think there's a fact that's like 50% of startups in, in, in that Silicon Valley area or that are VC funded rely on Silicon Valley bank. So if the thing actually collapsed, I mean, there was thousands of startups that were potentially at risk. So I'm not surprised that these locations, Tulsa or Australia actually like focus on the startup ecosystem because it's just so powerful and it employs so many people and has so much reach. Yeah, talked a little bit about the difference between gro- uh, attracting versus growing. Um, so, you know, what's better for your town? Is it uh, attracting a big company like CoStar, who's already got a massive presence, um, or is it creating the next CoStar and, and having that built from the ground up and creating that unicorn in your backyard? Oof. What do you think, or what you get? Well, you know, looking around at Richmond, I mean, you know, looking at the at the effect that Cap One has, and CarMax has, and Altria has, and CoStar has. Um, and most recently, of course, CoStar. I mean, I think there's a, a greater short-term impact to the companies coming here first, the ones that are already established. I think not only do they bring capital and resources to town that can help leverage um, startups or other initiatives, um, they also bring talent to town. And that helps drive uh, innovation, you know, that folks that may eventually one day start that unicorn. So, you know, it's almost a, a chicken or the egg conversation. And, and I think in this case, the chicken... Um, you know, drives a lot of it and could produce some some valuable eggs, if that makes any sense at all. So the chicken came first is what you're saying. I think the chicken came first. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there's been a lot of other talk. We were just talking about chat GPT and there's been a lot of talk about NFTs and crypto and some other things. And what I've actually noticed is um, the the explosion of chat GPT seems to be the the almost instant practical use of it. Um, the fact that uh, a wide audience can get their hands, their minds around it um, almost instantly, whereas you know we're you know many years, if not decades, into to crypto, and you know people still have trouble understanding the blockchain and how it all works. NFT, you know, we still don't. Ninety five percent of people can't understand non fungible. So the Chat GPT, we're you know we're putting it into play right away with almost everything. 
Yeah, it's it's the productive implication or the productivity yep. implication of ChatGPT is just it's it's insane. I mean, just this weekend, so I was at the PGA this weekend and I asked ChatGPT to write a 900 word blog for me on my experience based on three articles that I found and it was just it was insane. Within yeah. within 30 seconds, I had a blog that I I had written. Last night, my daughter didn't want to read her books and and this is just family and work, right? So last night, my daughter didn't want to read books, so I asked Chat to write a short story on unicorns, mermaids and rainbows, I think. And within seconds, we had a 5-minute story and then we took that story and pasted it into Dali, which is also another product by OpenAI and within within a few seconds we had images to go with the story and so it was just it was awesome and so we had I mean at home it works my sister-in-law has some complications some health complications lately nothing major but we asked ChatGPT like what does this mean and instead of searching on Google like we're starting obviously you have to like be smart about what it says but it's just family home health and it's just like it's it's, it's a filter mechanism that's just incredible yeah you know being here at South by sounded surrounded by just thousands and thousands of creators and we're in this like creator economy explosion i think chat gpt is just going to pour fuel on that fire because you it's helping you get from you know your, your blanks page in front of you to instant content um so if you are somebody like either you or me leading a company where we're it's encouraged for us to be thought leaders this helps us get some words on the page um that we can then kind of apply our own lens to and get content out that much quicker than we ever could in the past so I think we're going to see even more content explosion than we see now. So now that you're at South by, what are like the, the two or three biggest takeaways that you've seen so far for RVA Tech? Yeah, you know, I'm looking at the overall experience. And part of the reason I'm here is is to, you know, go to sessions and, and hear about tech and, and see what people are doing and try to stay, have my finger on the pulse of what's coming. But I'm actually looking at it in a broader context of how something like South by Southwest can impact economic development and how it leads to the increasing boom of, of Austin as a as a tech hub. And so I'm seeing a few things. It's interesting that this is a tech conference and we talk about it's got an XR expo. It's got a lot of gaming, a lot of metaverse stuff, a lot of Web3 stuff, but we're all here IRL. We're all here trying to have a real experience in a city that has some grit to it, that has personality, that has character, and that has life. And we're all going to walk away, yeah, with some great takeaways on tech. But 99% of us, our number one takeaway is going to be, this is a really cool city. You know, it, there's some brand conversion there, meaning I'm going to want to come back to Austin to, to do things. I'm going to tell other people about Austin. I'm going to talk about the experiences I had here. And we're in the middle of doing something called our Tech Town Initiative with RVA Tech right now, where we're looking at economic development and how to make Richmond a better, bigger tech town. And, you know, one of the angles and aspects of that is how do we promote our events or create an event that has nationwide appeal. And I think the value of that is it brings people to your city to experience it, who can then go back and evangelize for you. So that's been that's been one of my first takes. I'll tell you a couple others as we go along, but I'd love to hear your reaction to that. I was actually going to ask you more questions. I'm like, what what are the two or three largest appeals that, that, that you think Richmond has to the community that you could like either link in on or, or tie to, to bring people in, right? Yeah. And so uh, I'm thinking of the climate of Richmond. And what I mean by that is there's so many different elements that are that we have. We have all four seasons of so many different things. So going back to full circle with our conversation around enterprise and startup, we have a booming enterprise community here with with CarMax and Capital One and, and CoStar. But we also have a booming startup ecosystem with Lighthouse Labs and Startup Virginia and access to capital and things like that. So 
and you couple that with things like the Virginia Biotech Hub, you couple it with our higher education, and we have all four seasons of a climate that can produce a really great place for anyone in tech to thrive, whichever part of that um, ecosystem you, you live in right now. So the fact that we have all of those elements makes us a kind of a 360 degree appeal in terms of a city for tech. Yeah, here's here's where I go into like selling mode. But um, before I start, shout out to Lighthouse Labs. I, I the the cohort started today, so I, oh, I think right. they're all they're all at seventeen seventeen learning and and building. So speaking of the next unicorn, who knows? The next unicorn might might be starting at Lighthouse today. Yeah, you know the, the sec. Sorry, go ahead, Alex. Oh yeah, no, I was just gonna say. So you asked that question. It's just like I I agree, right? So first of all, this is why I love Richmond, right? Great food, great beer. Like it all starts with food, right? You need to bring people in and feed them. And I was in, where was I this week? Oh, I was in Jacksonville last week. And we were all just talking about how great the food scene is here in Richmond, right? Like you go anywhere in Richmond and there's great food. There's also incredible breweries. So you have, and oh, by the way, there's also great coffee. So you're basically caffeinated in the morning, well-fed in the day, and then a beer at night. So, so you can't ask for more there. We have companies like, what is it? Like the Martin Agency, right? Like creative agencies that basically take brands to the next level. You have startups, you have incredible startups, like you have Babylon Farms, we're, we're going to bring them on to the podcast, right? So we have that startup community. The city is not that expensive, so so it's not crazily priced, which makes it affordable for people to come and actually like take their risk or take a chance at a startup without having to live in a dorm or live in, in shared housing for five or six years until they could actually make it. So I think there's so many great aspects um, to the city that, that make it really, really cool. The other, the other nice thing about Richmond is even though our airport doesn't take us everywhere on direct flights, we are like relatively centrally focused within the East Coast, right? So we could get to New York in an hour, we could get to Miami in an hour, an hour or two. So I think there's, like you said, it's a nice location. It's a fantastic location. Great food, great beer. Companies up and down the spectrum, right? We have these awesome startups that are that are beginning. We have these incredible companies. And then we have a lot of service companies that allow you to take you, like allow companies like Shaco or Babylon Farms to go to the next level, right? So, so I think the ecosystem is just incredible for the tech community. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, for me, the second biggest takeaway is the creativity of our city and and what that brings to a city's personality and brand. I mean, I'm looking around Austin. It's um, the people that you see. You know, it's it's keep it weird. And there's something about that where it feels like everybody here has a story and has creative potential. And you know, that potential could lead to a variety of different things, whether it's in the startup world or something you're working on at at Capital One. And we have that here. And looking at the way VCU is positioned as a creative school, we have the brand center, the way there's just so much art and culture happening around the city and how that kind of extends to everybody in the city to a certain degree who then go to their normal jobs um, that in some cases are very standard, very vanilla, but then they can apply that creativity and make something that's a little weird, something that's a little different and maybe is a differentiator from what you see out there in the rest of the world. And I think that creative potential is another driver for Richmond. Yeah. And I think, Nick, if you ask me the same question, I'm going to ask myself the question. But if you asked me this question two or three years ago, I think it would have been a frustrating aspect to to what Richmond was. But today, I love it, right? We've talked about this a lot, but Richmond focuses on the practical, right? So when we talk about tech here in Richmond, it's, it's how do I implement that? How does my user consume it? How do people benefit from this? Those are the conversations I have with a lot of people here in Richmond. And in today's economy, that is such an awesome factor. It's it's how do I build something that people can use versus how do I experiment for three to five years? And, and the experimentation is great. I think it's it's extremely important. But here in Richmond, people are like taking the practical and putting it to use. And I think that's really, really cool. 
because if, if you look at the VC community today, they're, they're more focused on revenue. They're more focused on sound numbers. And, and I think startups or small companies like the ones that we see today are going to really benefit from that. I've seen some of the, the, the companies that, that went into Lighthouse and they're all focused on revenue generating activities, which, which is incredible. Yeah. And I'm seeing that here at South by when I look at some of the companies that today look like, you know, behemoth, um, big kind of death star companies that actually were startups at one point, they actually had just very practical applications that were adoptable by, you know, all types of demographics really quickly. I look at Slack. Slack has a huge presence here this week, but just a really easy user interface. I know we've talked about this in the past with, with design and, and how simple that is. So my question for you is with everything that you've been experiencing at um, South by right now, are there any key takeaways that you want to bring to the data summit that's coming up? Oh, good question. You know, what I think I'm seeing at South by is that AI and data and, and everything associated with it is certainly top of mind for almost everybody here. But to, to take this full circle to back to some of our other conversations, it's the practical applications of it. I'm not seeing AI robots here, they're going to take over the world. I'm not seeing crazy uses for chat GPT that are are going to bring down economies. I'm seeing very practical applications. I sat in a fantastic session about just media influence and and where eyeballs are and where the data is coming from in terms of Amazon versus Netflix versus Disney versus Google and all those uh, the bigger companies. And there's a war right now for data. And, um, you know, it's interesting. It's, it's also being balanced with data privacy. But the person who has the most data wins at the end. And so I think uh, those takeaways, you know, what those insights that we're going to get at the data summit, who has the data, who has the best data, and who's able to use it and apply it is going to win that battle. And uh, we're going to see those people succeed and, and become unicorns. Yeah, I think one of the questions that I have is is if we think about Web 2, Web 3, right? So Web 2, the social web, Web 3, the, the creator web, we're talking about AI right now. And it's content that we create for other companies, but we still don't own, which is the difference between Web 2 and Web 3. And, and my inkling, my curiosity still lies on how do we basically turn that corner? Right. So all these companies are still doing great things with AI and they're going to take us to the next level. I think I said this last time, it's AI is to digital what what mobile was to digital. Right. We're, we're going to basically leapfrog here. But it's just where is that turning point? I've been playing with so many different tools. Right. So browse AI, scrape any website in two minutes. I don't I don't encourage scraping, but you can. Right. There, there's Dali creates images. I think there's another AI tool called Picasso, basically creating artwork in seconds. To your point, like this AI stuff is really helping the creator economy, not just content but imagery and art and and it's just another tool and i can't remember what it was called right now but i'll think about it in a second but it basically generates figma files so figma is a development tool uh, a design tool but it generates figma files for mobile screens in seconds and so you take this screen and then you have a developer or a designer basically mock it up to make it a little bit better but you have the bones and structure of the application yeah, and and I think you're kind of painting a, a a really interesting picture here that there are there are other tools as well. It's not just Chat GPT, and Chat GPT is just the you know the shining star at the moment. But we're going to see a lot of different tools and applications uh, come about. You know, I heard a, a a really interesting comparison. Somebody was like, "How did Chat GPT get so big so quickly?" And they compared it to a ketchup bottle. How we've had it for a while. It's a brand new bottle. We've opened it up. We've been banging on that bottle for a while. And then all of a sudden, all the ketchup came out at once. And, you know, I think that's just going to happen on multiple different technologies and companies. And we're going to see a whole explosion and a plethora of the first tool to really catch on. Agreed. Well, Alex, it's been a good morning. I appreciate the chat. We're going to see everybody next time on Tech by Design. 
For sure, Nick. And last question for you, last question. Make sure you take pictures of the experience trucks so we could bring one to South by next year with RV Tekken and Shaco. Yeah, I just need to know what kind of tacos we're serving in that truck. That's uh, Digital tacos, figure it out. metaverse tacos, Digital. metaverse tacos. Love it. All right, let's work on it more, Alex. Awesome, Nick. Nice talking to you. Talk soon.